and welcome to First Cause and Daniel York's weekly devotional. We trust that God will use it to encourage and inspire you in your life journey. Thanks, Jeanette. This week's devotional is entitled, How Do We Know Jesus is God? Stan came over to my house. Earlier, he sent me an email stating that he and his wife would not be attending our small group. But I wanted at least a chance to get to know him, so I invited him over to chat. During the course of our conversation, Stan said he and his wife were having a difficult time finding a church to attend in Colorado Springs because of theological differences. When I asked him what that meant, Stan said that they did not believe Jesus was God. Therefore, church leaders were not comfortable putting them in a leadership position. He further elaborated that 95% of Christians mistakenly are taught and believe in Jesus' deity. No wonder they were having trouble finding a church home. So how do we know that Jesus is God? This is a pivotal question to answer, for Jesus claims to be the truth in John 8, 31 and 32, and 14, verse 6. And he claims to set us free. Since I've entrusted my fate to him, here is how I would answer Stan and others based on what I've learned. Number one, the Old Testament establishes the Messiah's deity centuries before Jesus was born. The prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel literally means God with us. Matthew cites this passage in his gospel account of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. If the Messiah is with us, it means God is with us. Later in Isaiah 9, 6, we read, For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The word for Mighty God is El Gibor, and was clearly a title for the Holy One of Israel, as seen in Isaiah chapter 10, verses 20 and 21, and in Psalm 24, verse 8. Aviad, Eternal Father, also ties to an, another Old Testament passage referring to God. Number two, Jesus establishes that he is the Messiah and that he is one with God. Jesus links multiple passages from the Old Testament to establish that he is the Messiah. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10, 42, 1 through 4, 61, 1 and 2, Psalm 8, 2, 41, 9, 110, verse 1. 118, 22 to 23 and 26, and Zechariah 13, 7. He tells his listeners that Moses wrote about him in John 5, verse 46. And he directly claimed to be the Messiah in John chapter 4, verses 25 and 26. Jesus himself claims to be the Messiah in Mark chapter 14, 60 and 61. He equates himself with God by quoting Deuteronomy 6, Verse 16, when tempted by Satan, by placing himself at the seat of power at God's right hand in Mark 14:62, which is a direct reference to God in Psalm 110, verse 1, by calling God his own father, making himself equal with God in John 5:18, by invoking the name God used for himself, I am, in Exodus 3:14, and claiming to exist before Abraham in John 8 verse 58, 
and by claiming to be one with God in nature and essence, not just purpose. In John 10, verse 30 and 38 and 14, 9 and 10, Jesus told the Jews, For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. We can find that in John 8, 24. There is a clear cost to be paid for not believing Jesus. Number three, Jesus' followers establish that he is the Messiah. They directly cite Old Testament passages to confirm his status. Matthew quoted Micah 5.2, Jeremiah 31.15, Isaiah 9, 1 and 2, 40, verse 3, 53, verse 4, 62, verse 11, and Psalm 22, 1, 78-2, 118-25-26, and Zechariah 9.9. Luke added Psalm 31.5, and John referenced Isaiah 6, verse 10, 53, verse 1, Psalm 22, 16 and 18, 34, verse 20, and Zechariah 12, 10. They verbally and in writing affirm that he is the Messiah without correction by him. In Matthew 14, 33, John 13, 13, and 20, 28 and 29, and Revelation 5, 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul attests that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. We see that in Colossians 1, 15 and 19. The word firstborn in the Greek is the word protokos and emphasizes the pre-existence and uniqueness of Christ as well as his superiority over creation. The term does not indicate that Christ was a creation or a created being, as cults like to use to assert, to disprove Jesus' divinity. Paul described Jesus to Titus as the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Titus 2, verse 13. To the Philippians, he wrote that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Greek word kurios, purposefully used by Paul theologically to equate Jesus with Yahweh, as referenced in Isaiah 42, verse 8. For a great article on this, you can go to the website biblicalgreeknuggets.blogspot.com. Further, the Magi bowed before the baby Jesus and worshipped him, a clue that they recognized his divine identity in Matthew 2.11. Number four, Jesus' enemies recognized his claims to deity and, infuriated, attempted numerous times to stone him before successfully crucifying him. We see this in Mark 14, 63 and 64, John 5, 18, 8, 59, 10, 31 to 33. There was no reason to kill Jesus if he simply claimed to be a rabbi or teacher. Number five, the Samaritans, sworn enemies of the Jews, upon meeting with Jesus, proclaimed him as the Messiah in John chapter 4, verse 42. John MacArthur gives a nice summary for us, and I quote, that Jesus is himself God is the heart of the gospel, because apart from his deity, he could not save a single soul. No heresy so corrupts the gospel and robs it of its power as the teaching that Jesus is not God. Apart from his deity, there is no gospel and no salvation, end quote. Something to think about in Revelation. Our inspirational thought comes from Bruxy Cavey in his book, The End of Religion. 
The early Christians realized that the scandalous edge of their faith was not that they were attributing deity to a human being, but that they were attributing humanity to a deity. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about First Cause or receive our weekly devotionals by email, just go to www.firstcause.org and click on the free weekly devotionals button. Our goal is to give you something to think about in Revelation. In the battle.